0: It's the Dead Friday Show with Mark and Tim.
1: All right, well, when, Mark, when was the last time you built your own computer? Oh, that's an interesting question. Like, when was the last time you, like, desktop, motherboard, hard drives, put it all together?
0: Has to be over, definitely over 10 years, maybe over 15 years. Really? Really? I think at least 10 years. I think I was between... Yeah, because I'm trying to think what where I was working at the time is usually how I keep track of time. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I don't think I built a computer. Well, yeah, I did a little bit of hardware engineering at, at the school, but really is mostly just, yeah, I, I just mostly just bought the computers already made.
1: Gotcha, gotcha. It's been a while, been a while. But you uh-huh. used to
0: do that a lot in high school. I loved doing that.
1: Yeah, I built, I built the desktop, the development machine that I use now. Um, I want to say it was almost two years... Two years ago? Uh it was uh February or so of twenty twenty one. Um so a little bit over two years ago. Running running great. It was back when you couldn't find well, I still I don't I I, mm. I do not have the video card I wanted in there. I haven't upgraded it yet. I think I may have found the not an excuse, but like a thing to do when I finally add that video card that I want. Um uh. And it was, it was back when I could barely get, I think it's the Ryzen 50 something. I forget what the actual chip is in there because I don't follow hardware all that much. Um, but AMD Ryzen something or other um, was really popular and hard to find. I think I had to go down to, uh, I went down to, um, oh, Micro Center. Down micro like, Center. Yeah. Yeah. And I think if I'm not mistaken, you could only buy one of them. Because they were trying to stop the resale market, where people buy them all and then sell them on eBay or something like that. So I think I could just buy one of the CPUs, which is obviously all I wanted, and the motherboard that I wanted, and and built uh, built the PC that I have now uh, for uh, for my main dev system. It works it works really great. Uh, but those who know me know that I like System seventy six. All of my laptops, except for now, the fact that I'm buying surfaces. Because now my portable is a Windows machine, where before it used to be my desktop was a Windows machine and my portable was a Linux machine. Now my portable is a Windows machine. so I'm buying I'm buying uh, surfaces and I tend to like those. but I, I loved I love the system 76 laptops. And then they came out with the desktops. And the desktops looked great, but the problem I had with it honestly was I looked at the specs and it's like I could build this myself. I could pick exactly what I wanted, and the price point would be, a little less than this and it just makes more sense for me to go out and buy it on my own. So why? But I looked at it and I'm like, but I really think their desktops look slick. I don't know if you saw any of the system 76 desktops.
0: I did. They're, they're the ones that have the nice kind of, is it like a real wood paneling? They or is have it a fake. Yep. Is it a fake wood panel? No, I think it's real wood. Real you wood? can
1: pick which, Good. what, what type of wood you want nice, in the, nice. in the panel inlay. I saw a tweet from, uh, I think it's Carl Richards. If I, I hope, hopefully I'm getting your name right. Um, he's the, he's the owner of system 76 and, uh, and he tweeted that now they are, I got uh, ritual. I think, I think I said, said that wrong. Sorry. Um, and they're now selling the cases. Oh, interesting. So you can buy the case that they were, that they are using for and their own line. hardware inside of it.
0: Put right. It right.
1: And that was the one thing I, I had to buy a case when I was building this, this computer, I had to buy a case. I looked at the cases I'm like okay i'll go with that one because i didn't need that big of a case i didn't care that it had lights in it i don't want it. i just want a nice you, you want like a nice looking case
0: the only downside with those cases are is that they are they are made to be somewhat compact right so if you want to have like a good number of slots for some reason like if you're running like you know some multiple cards for doing streaming or recording
1: or you know you mean the you, Thelios ones the the system 76 cases or just cases in general
0: well, specifically system seventy six or that style cases, like they, I think you could definitely fit a good size video card in there, you know, and and maybe what, maybe one or two other cards, but I think that's kind of it.
1: Maybe it's well, they have like two, or two or three slots. They have three. They have three cases: the the Nebula nineteen, which fits a Mini ITX, the Nebula thirty six, which does Mini ITX, Micro ATX, and ATX, and then the Nebula forty nine, that does an ATX and an E ATX. And I think my motherboard's an okay. ATX, so the Nebula forty nine, I think, is if i'm looking at the specs it's pretty, pretty sizable okay, it's pretty cool. sizable um how much are the cases by themselves the 49 nebula 49 is 329 dollars which does is a, come, a is little it just the case?
0: does it come with power supply
1: um let sometimes me they here. they throw those in yeah 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 i'm seeing i'm seeing what it
0: especially if the custom if the power here. supply is pretty unique to the uh
1: Case. okay case dimensions max power supply dimensions no it looks like you have to get the power supply which i think for most people that are buying a case they're going to want their own power supply uh um, well if you're
0: getting some real wood in it then yeah, i could kind of see that the price could be kind of worth it if it is some uh nice well, good you, polished you can, you natural can, wood you can
1: add those on you can add oh, so those that's on top of the three yeah but, well it's not it's not bad it's <laughs> no no it's not it's not bad it's a uh you can you can get walnut for twenty dollars um birch for twenty dollars uh they have an etched p c b traces, so I'm not sure exactly what that would look like I'd love to see that's that's the one thing I don't mm-hmm. like about their marketing site for this is yeah. like you can you can select what accent you want, but you don't actually see it on there um it may be in their wiki where they have the uh the specifications but i i don't actually i don't see it there either um well since you are you know you're building this for a linux computer i think this is the right
0: path to go because there's really is you know unless you are going full windows i don't know if you're going to be trying to build a linux computer yeah i would just do it yourself but it's interesting so the yeah. the, the time you built your computer was the, the last time i did buy a computer because when i needed one and i really did want to have the uh the uh the 3080 the uh, nvidia 3080 at the time and it was during the pandemic and you know just like you, you saw the, mm-hmm. the stock of video cards were, ridiculous yeah. It was crazy and then the prices shot up like crazy so to buy your own video card like individually was crazy expensive they're charging like 15 dollars. $15, dollars crazy it's super absurd i've never paid that much for a video card like I, like i max out my video card costs maybe around like i think the most expensive video card i purchased at one time was probably like an 800 video card but even that was felt like whoa that was like that's pretty much a computer bit. cost yeah that's a little that's, bit that's much. crazy uh, but I bought a an alienware just because the rates were really good for buying a built computer that was water cooled and it was kind of it was it had all the you know the CPU that I wanted. So it was wanted. an alienware desktop? Yeah. And it came with a thirty eighty. And if if I if I if I actually spec'd it out and tried to buy all the pieces with a thirty eighty, it would have been like a thousand dollars more.
1: Oh yeah, because cause you couldn't get that stock. Like yeah. you can't you can't find it in stock. Everybody who was selling it at that point, it was like whatever the manufacturer suggested retail price was, it was way more than that.
0: Because I did consider, because I did price it out, I was considering just buying the parts and just like you did, and putting it together myself. But at yeah, the but time, for that card, you couldn't do yeah, it. Yeah, for the card, you couldn't do it.
1: Yeah, and I still, I still like to, I still like to upgrade my card here. I don't know why though. Part of me, it's like, what am I doing with it? You know, I'm, I'm, I'm writing code, right? So whatever I have in here, I think it's a, a I think it's an Nvidia. Um, it's it's really a card that's designed for honestly probably for what I do, right? It's got it's got four different uh mini DVI or or no, is it no display port. Four four different display port mm-hmm. outputs that I can run multi monitors on it. Is it going to render a bunch of fun stuff and play games very mm-hmm. fast? No. No, yeah. but that's not what it's for. It's it's for a person who's running multi monitor, which obviously I am. Works great on Linux and uh, I just kind of in my mind, when I was expecting this out, I was gonna two years ago, right? I was gonna build a computer that had the video card that should I want to get, say the valve, uh, the valve, what, what's what's valves? Is it the valve index? What was valves? Oh, uh, uh, the, the VR, the VR headset. headset. Yeah, uh,
0: that's a good question. I was gonna
1: yeah. get a, I was gonna get a card that I could either do that or the Oculus on if I wanted to. Yeah. And and it's just like, well, I can't get that card right now, so whatever. Um, so maybe it's time for me to refresh a little bit of this and then put it in a new case because well, I can,
0: I'm, I'm well, I like hearing that, that companies are going back to possibly building things more modular.
1: Oh, well, system 76, me- like system 76 is the, I don't, I don't know if I want or to give say you the, the option to buy child.
0: individual pieces, then give yeah. you the choice of saying, okay, I, I really like the, the case from this company. And then I want to get, I don't know, the, the video card here, my memory, CPU, and drives. I just want to have some flexibility with how I'm going to be purchasing them, and I'll put them together myself, and I like the fact that they're doing that. Uh, I'm always tempted by, do you know about the Framework laptop?
1: Oh, right, then that's... that's, that's everything's little modules that you kind of just click yes. in so together, basically right? It, comes,
0: it doesn't come built. I don't know, maybe you could pay for it to have them pre-built, it, but why would, you, why would you do that? But basically, they'll ship you to it. Every part is individual box. You even put the, the LCD, you select your LCD panel. For, and then you basically—it's it's interesting watching you know the the video for how you install it. Basically, you and you unsnap the plastic. It has like this magnetic adhesive goes to the frame, and you put the, the plastic frame around it. It is built with like an aluminum case. That's kind of nice. So it kind of looks like you kind of have that MacBook Pro type feel to it. Right, right. Um, which that's also why I like the the Surface Go, uh, the Surface laptops because they have a nice kind of built finish to them. Um, but yeah, I like the fact that they're they're very modular in how they. How they uh, sell the products and buy you know you could buy the whole all the pieces at one time or you could build it piece by piece you know and i i think and i think some of the like you could buy like if you wanted to get like your own ssd or like like your own m2 chip for for storage you could probably buy this someplace else because those are pretty uh for the frame
1: for the you know? for the framework laptop or yeah yeah, yeah. See, that, that's what i i don't think i ever dug into it deep enough i could see that the th- different module parts yeah, there but are some,
0: like, like, the batteries are going to be unique. You know, sometimes right, some, right. some pieces that are going to be unique to, to, that, uh, to, that, to that design. But a lot of the pieces are designed to be modular,
1: too. So that's sounds- nice. Yeah. And yeah. System76 has long been a proponent of the whole, if you buy it, you can fix it. Like that, that which is the opposite of, of a lot of other tech manufacturers where it's like, no, if you can't open this. Because if you open it, you know, you void your warranty or whatever. But, I mean, you can open it. But they don't even support the idea of repairing what you have. It's it's like, no, we don't want you to repair it. We make it difficult to repair. And System76 is, as far as I've, from what I have seen, has always been on the opposite side of that. Which is to say, we're going to open source whatever we can, so you can fix it.
0: So I'm also a big System76 because of Pop! OS.
1: Oh, yeah. I love Pop! I love, love the
0: Pop! OS. I'm always tempted to go back. Like, should I just...
1: You but should. Just, you should. You know what you I should was do. You know what I was, you it's you the summertime. Do. I was super tempted to do it. This but... is the summer of Mark. And we need an update. We need an update on all of the job offers that you're turning down. But before we get to that, <laughs> I feel like I feel like you've been doing a lot of work uh, sending out these these uh, or or, or uh, what what I want to say? Seven send out the letters for different different applications and you've been you've been I've pounding the pavement, they say, right? Pounding the pavement. Different type um, of work that I did not
0: anticipate, but
1: yes. I you, need definitely a, do some work. you need a little bit of a break. You need something else. And I think what you really need is you need to buy one of the Nebula cases and then take a quick trip, <laughs> quick trip down to Micro Center. And you need to build yourself a Linux box that you just run Pop! OS on. You don't have to worry about, you know, whether it's compatible with, you know, whatever your other system. Run Synergy or Seamless or whatever you want to call it, the app that I run. So you can just keyboard, mouse between the two and uh and then then get back to those roots of building your own computer running pop os that's that's it that's i think that's i don't I know we've... if i would
0: do that for desktop i am temp- i was super tempted by the i think i told you about this the hp1 that was the the collaboration between pop, uh, system 76 and HP. oh
1: yeah was that that was a laptop
0: yeah and it sold out i don't know if they're going to be making any more of them and i i, I wish they would because it looked really really cool and it was a reasonably priced laptop that had some really good specs it was uh it was a cloud a Collaboration between HP, which they, I think, I don't know who actually who produced. If it was System 76 we made, I think it actually maybe HP um, produced it, but then System 76 designed it. And so is a called an HP One, and it was a Linux. It was a, it was a
1: dev one, right?
0: Yes, it was dev. Yeah, so it was a, the developer laptop, and it was it had great specs. It was about like what around I think around twelve hundred, a 1200 dollars. $1, so I think for the, the quality of the laptop that it was and the specs that it included, I was super, super tempted by that. And that was on my, my list of future purchases because I would like to have a dedicated laptop that is just Linux. And I could, I could deal with that. But I think as a desktop, I kind of like all my desktops kind of work the same. That's why I went back to Windows because it's a little bit more, little bit more safe for me to use when it comes to video, audio drivers, and everything like that. And yeah.
1: Now I'm looking, I don't know which one it is, but I thought I saw... That they were, for the first time, um, going to be building a laptop all in their manufacturing facility. System 76 was, so there may be coming a System 76. Oh, okay. Nice. You know, built built over here, in there, you know, because they're obviously when you look at some of the other lines. Uh, their laptops you can say all right I've seen that in other manufacturers it's kind of what What do they call them was it the it wasn't white label but it was like a I forget what the term was about a it was a, a chassis for a laptop that you could slap it on and I mean it was it was really big back then when computer shows were more of a thing right yeah. you go and, and and there'd be like these one-off oh it's a it's kind of like a, a boutique brand of high powerful laptops they're not they're not compact. They're not Lenovo. They're not whatever whoever was making laptops back then, um, but really they were just getting these OEM shells from mm-hmm. uh, probably from China, if I'm not mistaken, and putting in the re- their specific components. Mm-hmm. and And System 76 was doing that as well. Just the nice part of uh, my understanding of what they were doing was they were ensuring that whatever hardware they were putting in these things was compatible with Linux because again this is my understanding I'm not in the manufacturing industry but but my understanding is like if you're buying a Dell laptop or something like that they have specs you're going to get this processor right but some of the other things are a little bit whoever they could get that part from the cheapest mm-hmm. you know in this so so if this is com- if they're probably all completely compatible with windows because they have to be and windows is great about being compatible with everything but yeah you might run into a weird issue it's like well why does this same model dell run fine with linux but this one doesn't and it's because the, the hardware may actually be different under the hood there may be some slight differences because they were just selling you it is this type of drive at this speed you know this capacity not telling you what the hard drive controller was you know those things may not be consistent whereas system 76 would build them in such a way that they're consistent and they consistently work with linux but I'm, I'm excited that I think, I think they're being able to manufacture some in-house, which isn't really a commentary on what country the hardware comes from. It's a commentary on the fact that this is a, P, this is, this is a, a Linux-first system builder that is now able to control the entire process, which to me is really, really interesting.
0: You know, Tim, I have a sickness. Oh, no i realized this week well not realized, but it's something that i, I go back to because what i was also doing between our two weeks since we've been off for two weeks i know of i know family stuff and we you know maybe we'll talk about that at the end we'll get a little update on the on the the family updates um but one thing i was re- realized with the fact that you know i there's part of me that wants to go back just having one computer i wish i could did you ever have like one time in your life let's say you just had one laptop and that was your one primary laptop that's all you, you did all of your work on I was a few points in my life that I, that was the case and I was really really happy back then now I have four different computers now each one does have a different purpose like I'm at my standing desk that I do that I do this show with you and also I this I prefer to do like my classes my lecture videos I have it's a multi-skits it's my one computer that have two two screens so I could have it's easier for me to do video recordings on but I have another computer that's mostly for my that has my 380 in it so I could do some uh some also some work on but also some gaming I have a computer upstairs that I pretty much just have for when I get kicked out of my office because my, my daughter also likes to, to game and we had I have her computer and down in the basement with my office but she doesn't let me be down here when she's gaming so she kicks me out. So when that happens I have to go upstairs so I then have another kind of small little computer that I but I still have a nice monitor that I could use and then I have my my Surface uh, Go laptop so I have and then I use that when I'm at the coffee shop or maybe on the couch or outside on the deck. Uh, so I have all these computers. And I have a sickness where, like, I need to have them run exactly the same way. So that's why when I get tempted to go to Linux, and I always do this every other month, I always go, oh, man, I remember the times when I had that month, I was just working on just Pop OS and coding away and doing my development on Linux. It was such a great experience. I want to have that again. And I started thinking, well, if I do that, then I'm going to have to basically run Pop OS on every one of my computers, which that's just, I don't know, crazy, not appropriate, too much work. But... I don't know because I need to have because in order for me, for my mind to have some sanity when I'm at a computer, I need to basically want it to work exactly the same everywhere that I go. But you don't have that
1: issue. I, you know, I, I don't because I don't do this. To me, I do certain things in certain places, right? Like, like I have my dev system, which is really two computers, right? It's the Linux, it's the Surface uh, Surface Studio plus my Linux box, and then I do have a Surface Pro. It's just the, hey, I need something to, to, you know, I just need to check something online or do something quick. Um, the, the biggest issue I have is when I'm working, say, on some type of design stuff, where I may do that in Inkscape or in CAD mm-hmm. or something like that. Mm-hmm. And so is it am I running Fusion or Inkscape on the Surface or on the Surface Studio or on the Linux box? And each one is slightly different. Not so much because it's all Inkscape, but just like in terms of how, my, what my workflow is, right? Because I have multiple monitors on the Linux box, so, you know, there's certain things I'm like, I'm just going to go do that on the Linux box because that makes it easier for me to do it. Um, so from an operating system and a, syst- and a software configuration standpoint, yeah.
0: you don't really care. You like, you know, it doesn't really matter. It's, they're all different setups on all your different machines. It doesn't
1: because it's like, I don't run, I don't run my IDE on any of the windows if i'm going to try to do development i'm going to connect back to my uh to my uh, that's right Linux you do system. the rem-
0: the remote development with uh, JetBrains, jet brains right
1: yeah i mean i don't do a do ton of that but when i, I do that's what I, out, I do because i do like i said i have my my
0: my my fastest computer that's uh in my, my kind of my side area in my office that i use for gaming and i use for the you know if i was going to just sit down and work on something for a couple hours and i had some privacy i was just going to just just work from there uh but i have thought about though my computer i have upstairs that i go to occasionally that's like off from the, the the dining room sort of like a spare computer that i can use every now and then but it's definitely not as fast it's actually one of those small little cube computers ever see these they're super super small little oh yeah. Profile. yeah yeah It has like an i5 and it has uh, 16 gigabytes of ram so it's great but if I want to run any like a really heavy application that's that's pretty demanding, it definitely could start to feel it. So I was thinking about doing what you your setup here is like trying to dis, to play with the remote uh, development experience with JetBrains. I've also been kind of getting back to some JetBrains applications and kind of testing them out, and kind of just running it from my my primary computer downstairs in the basement when I um, somewhere else from another computer. Because that, that's kind of similar to your setup too, right?
1: I don't do it. Like I said, don't do it a lot of times. I'm usually just on my main dev system, but yeah, when I do remotely, I will, uh, or when I, when and you I find when the I performance program.
0: isn't too inconvenient
1: for as much as I do with it. No. Okay. Which again is not a whole lot.
0: It's is there any delay when you're, when you're typing the, your, uh, your keystrokes and, and seeing, and seeing the characters return to the screen or is there any like delay that you find when
1: you're, no, not, not really, um, because what Jet, JetBrains is running the UI kind of locally, so there doesn't seem to be a lot. Um, I find that to be an issue when I'm using Code With Me, which is their collaborative kind of code mm. with another developer concept, and that I can sometimes, I'll type and it won't catch up, and I won't know that, because on my screen it will have looked like it moved or I'll expect it to move, but it didn't, and I'll end up typing over something else. So Code With Me is sometimes so, so a little j- slow.
0: So you're just using your machine that you're remoting into to primarily run like your Docker, like
1: your servers. Everything, like the w- the way uh, the way JetBrains works. The,
0: but the JetBrains you said the IDE is actually is being run in memory on the computer that you are. The UI forward, I think, is yeah. yes. Okay. The
1: UI, but everything else, but the actual—that's what's kind of weird. They've split it, and the UI. It's not like I'm going through a web browser. It's not like I'm doing a VNC type of thing. The UI is, as far as I can tell, running in a thin client on the, what you would call the client system. But the actual IDE itself is running on the, the server um, yeah. that it's connected to. Because it installs it. And that's what controls what mm-hmm. version you're you're on. Um, so all of the indexing, all that kind of stuff, that's happening on my main dev system where it should. Because that's the most, you know, that's that's why I want to run it there. Um, but yeah, I've, I've been, I've been reasonably happy, but again, I don't do a whole lot of that. Um, I do think that's going to get better and better, especially since Jet JetBrains is using that for their, uh, was it JetBrains Spaces? Mm-hmm. Is, is that what they call it? Like their whole completely the hosted device, remote, development yeah. environment. Yeah. 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 So I, I feel like it's only going to get better because of that.
0: Um, I I'm checking, I'm checking out cause I did get my educational license uh, renewed with them. So. Able to
1: uh, wait, wait, to t- take wait. Take advantage of their wait, 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 wait. Your <laughs> educational license, as you tease that you may not. Okay, I see. Yeah, I, I see. To, I see. Trying to
0: milk as much as I can, Tim. I got to take advantage of these uh, the resources
1: that I have. All right, I, I just want to. I want to circle back to this because I was talking about what is it? Looks like earlier this year. Earlier this year, there were some pictures of a laptop that they're working on the chassis and everything that they're working on manufacturing. So it's not out yet, but, uh, but it looks like, does it
0: have a nice al- aluminum?
1: Yes. Page? Yeah. Well, that was the thing. Yep. Yes. Nice. It's right. milled from, uh, from aluminum and they're milling so it. So maybe, uh, maybe that the
0: HP dev one laptop that they collaborated with HP was just basically a test.
1: I, yeah, I don't Can know. It, I, th-
0: I think maybe, maybe to work through some design issues and then,
1: I don't know. No, like, they, I feel like that they, was basically HP hardware, just with yeah. with you know, built to run on Pop OS, or built for you know, to have Pop OS run on it. Yeah, because it was when
0: the website that it, that it was being sold from was an HP website.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: it was, it was custom to that com- computer, but it was. Yeah.
1: Remember when Dell did that for a couple time- to- a couple of years? Like they uh, they tried they, they made they made laptops that I think I think they shipped with Ubuntu, if I'm not mistaken, and they they had mm. other laptops that they mm-hmm. kind of certified were compatible with Linux. So.
0: Yeah. Oh, what do you think about since we're talking about open source? Oh what boy. do you think about uh Red Hat going all proprietary with their you hear about that?
1: No, I did but not. No, what open, is this?
0: Well I know you're having a kid and so you probably were in the, the news cycle. But that was in the open source world. Everybody was freaking out about that online. I'm not freaking out but just making a note of like oh it's Red Hat. They're just they're just going all commercial. they um their their enterprise version of their uh, their software. They're, de- they're making closed source, but then they're going to be releasing parts of it downstream so that, you know, CentOS, the community version of Red Hat software that basically is the downstream version from their enterprise right, version. Right, right. Uh, so we'll still get updates, but it's going to be much more restricted updates uh, because they're pulling away, from, they're going a little bit more proprietary, pulling away from the the open source in their enterprise product.
1: Okay, so they're, are they, are they not, I am mean, I'm just looking through a really quick article here. Well,
0: it comes back. Yeah, it comes back to licensing, right? Are the so end was, of
1: licensing CentOS? Are they not going to be?
0: No, no. Well, that CentOS is still the community open source right. version of it that that they still support. But the, I guess the updates—they're going to be a little more restrictive on the updates that go downstream to to CentOS because they're going to keep some updates. They're going to keep it more proprietary to their enterprise okay software, so that they could get more licensing, you know, yeah. fees associated with that. Because you know, enterprise. You probably have you ever worked at a company who's like. Wanted to to run like a, a Red Hat, but then a Red Hat Enterprise Software, but they just defaulted to CentOS because they knew it was free.
1: Right, right. Yeah, Red Hat has decided to continue to use the customer portal to share source code with their partners and customers while treating CentOS Stream as the venue for collaboration. I thought that
0: was kind of kind of an interesting interesting move because I've been taking a closer look at Red Hat too because of um kind of seeing how they're um cause, you know because of Amazon Web Services, I kind of curious about how they're using that and also how they're you know, they have partnerships with IBM, with Amazon Web Services, and i kind of just taking a look at their business a little bit closer. Cause like I said, I've been looking at opportunities, Tim. Uh so, so Red Hat was an interesting company that I was uh um seeing what positions were open there. Really? Well, if I was gonna pick, like it would be kind of cool to work if I was gonna pick like work for an open source company and have some you know, feel like because I want to kind of stay within the the enterprise kind of large business space, so I think that would actually be kind of an interesting interesting company to work for. Also the location is kind of interesting.
1: Where where is of, where are they North Carolina Oh okay Oh okay I didn't realize that Are they are they on prem then for most of them Like is it, or is it I'm not sure where their other know.
0: if they have headquarters anywhere else I've just been primarily taking a look at their location and kind of seeing that's their primary that's their headquarters that's where their, their primary location is So that was kind of an interesting open source news that kind of popped yeah. up that we We're talking about the other thing though between the last two weeks There's a lot that's been happening Really in my in my domain where i've been I've been like this i've been spending a lot of time studying working okay. through amazon web services okay this, okay that. so here we go here we go here working we go. on my certification we need the summer of mark update the summer, the of mark summer update. okay the summer of Mark update is gonna be a little bit light okay because what i realized as i was towards the mm-hmm. uh, like i said the beginning of well yeah beginning of june i said i was gonna start this process gonna to start to submit applications um i did submit one application to air products that we talked about and I was like didn't hear back from, but I was like, have you, have you heard there. back yet? No, I was in the type of position. I was like, no, it's was like, even so I was, I just did it. Cause I had this goal. I wanted to send out one application. So that's what I did. And that was a really only, the only, uh, local company I kind of thought would, eh, I don't know. I don't even know if I'd want to work for it, but it was just, it was just something. So I just threw that there. But then as during the month of June I was also working, I took the Microsoft, uh, what is it? Certified cloud practitioners, Amazon's kind of first certification. I took, got that even though I probably could have skipped it and just went to their solutions architect or their developer associate uh, certification. Uh, but I just wanted to, it's been a while since I thought about taking like an exam or certification exam. I kind of just wanted to use it as like a test run to kind of see what the process was like. Um, and so I did that during the month of June. And then as I was looking at all of these job uh, offers, job descriptions, if I really want to get, let's say, a let's say a cloud architect, solutions architect, cloud engineer, specifically with AWS, because that's what I'm focusing on, they're all requiring like let's say one to two certifications within certain levels all the interesting job, po- job, job posts that I'm kind of interested in uh, they all require the certifications so that's what I'm mostly spending my time on and these are uh, these
1: are jobs that companies specifically to do this for like an AWS like a solutions architect
0: yeah either they're they're uh, either it's a consulting company oh say, so they're, they're
1: they're an aws they're providing, gotcha, partner, gotcha.
0: They're providing solutions where that it could be an internal solutions architect that they have a heavy that's it that to me AWS, is interesting because
1: you feel like those people would lean on aws to say hey give i need someone there to be my solutions architect but no yeah. they're actually just saying we're hiring that person i'm internally. not sure how
0: much it, how much amazon charges for yeah their, well that's true the consulting services yeah uh so you know so those are the type of job offers i've been or positions i've been and they really, all really require a
1: handful of certifications. so
0: but i was like okay so that's really what i've been focusing on so i'm trying to i'm going to schedule to take the next one next week so i'm going to do that and then i want to get at least what the the uh, solutions architect and then the developer associate one probably should have just taken the developer associate one i probably could have done that already but um so that's kind of on my list and that's what i've been focused on and then when i do that then i'll start sending out some applications because i i don't also don't want to do this spray and pray approach where I'm just going to be throwing out a ton of applications, cover letters, resumes, and then just see what I get back, which right. I was going to do, but I was like, I don't know. I've never really done that in my past. When I've gone for a job, I usually have pretty like, yeah, the, the title of this episode is laser dependencies. Yeah. Pretty much laser focus on one or two or three positions and then really working to try to get an offer at one of those. I never had the, the the sense of like, oh, I'm just going to throw out like 100 applications, let's which see people what, are doing. And see what
1: happens. Yeah. And it is
0: a tough time. It, it is a tough market. And I think, you know, it is very competitive because of all companies pulling back, especially in the tech sector. So I did see though the, the p-
1: usefulness of your plan of, of, say, doing a bunch of them just to get like familiar with that interview process again.
0: Correct. But what I realized, though, the type of position I want, I, if I'm going to be going in interviews, I also want to make sure I'm prepared for it, too. Because the other reason why I'm right. using right, right. these certificates, not just for Fulfilling that requirement so that my resume can get through the first kind of automated uh, requirements search, <laughs> so I can actually get to the next level. That's primarily what you want to get that certification for, just so you can get your foot in the door there. But also just to prepare you on the technology, right? Because it's kind of it's it is. Even though I am have been done a, some work on AWS, mostly from like just working with like S three and EC two uh, instances, and just it's mostly for like VM hosting. That's primarily what I've used like Amazon or other or Google Cloud or Microsoft Azure. is just basically just doing VM hosting here and there. Um, so I have done some work on that, but not really kind of taking a look at the architecture and thinking about how the, their their platform is set up and to think about all the offerings that, that, that they have. So I've been spending a lot of time just studying and kind of doing some tests and doing some uh, uh, practicing, doing some practice exams too, to kind of to help prepare myself for so far. also when I get in the interview, I want to make sure I'm
1: prepared for it too.
0: Don't just want to wing it.
1: You remember uh Gravcat, right? Gravcat yes Gravcat, yes. uh, yeah, 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 yeah. He's yeah. uh he's apparently taken some uh some AWS cer- isn't certifications is Isn't as he well. working
0: for Tesla now?
1: Uh that's think, what yeah, LinkedIn I think, says. I
0: think I saw on LinkedIn, yeah. He's working but, as a as some type of a solution something for yeah. for a Tesla or something
1: like that. Yep, yeah. So, but especially. I I've I've seen I've seen some posts from him on uh, on passing some AWS certifications, so
0: so along with that, which is actually inch too, because then Amazon went down. What two weeks ago? Uh
1: how did in, I in miss their, that one too? In their
0: US, which is interesting. That which week, region? Two things? Ha- it was US. It was the US East one.
1: Oh well, that's. Well,
0: it, goes there, it goes down every. Goes down all three the months. time. right? Like
1: that's you know <laughs> you don't put something in US East one. I mean, everybody knows but, that. But it, they're it running on inter- Pentiums there, Mark. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was it. Was it interesting? Was it, I think it was the. And at the beginning of the week, I think it was the beginning of the week. So, interesting, two things happened that week. It was the, the downtime AWS and US East One, and also a hack, a ransomware hack in the government and a lot of also educational institutions with this uh, what is it software called? Um, the Move It software. Move It? I don't know if you, if you heard about this, the, the data breach that happened.
1: Apparently, I've not been paying attention to anything.
0: Like, I don't know too much about the Which software. Which is, I, I
1: think, something worthwhile, though, to just send that message out to ransomware people everywhere. I'm probably not gonna respond quickly. So if you've got my data <laughs> and you want me to pay you some Bitcoin to get it undone, yeah. just the trick is send if you don't respond, emails, send a they'll couple stop, emails.
0: They'll stop bothering you. That's is, the other thing too. If you is? ghost the ransomware p- emails, they'll they'll stop sending you those emails. I've noticed that. So I used to get those emails too. It's like, oh, we have your information. Yeah. yeah. You better contact because once you reply, once you contact oh, them then they, then they yeah, have you. All they all have that, you yep, in the yep, hook. Yep, yep, then yep. Then they're really gonna target you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> ask him ask him if they can just buy some gift cards and then send them in the mail and i don't know just try to scam <laughs> the scammers back with a different i don't know scam or something like that so, right, just so a, ransomware?
0: I do not i don't i don't know too much about the software uh, but i guess it was a, it was a um, it was a ransomware data breach i guess a lot of data was was stolen cuz this move it software is a cloud hosted Software and also this kind of a file transfer service. Uh it primarily for it? government institutions. It seemed like most of their clients, especially that were breached, are government or educational institutions and some big private companies, like like Shell, like Shell Oil and Gas was it's it's, kind of big. Was hosted on there. So I bet a lot of data was taken. But it, the interesting thing about it was the software, the, the company who owns the software, and that's what was blowing me away, is progress software. Somewhere I talked to you about that a couple weeks ago, right when we talked about how I became a developer and the first software that I use outside of college yeah. for programming databases was progress. It was progress. They have a database. They used to have a progress database and their own language. And I checked their website because I haven't taken a look at the progress. Now it's all just years. ransomware. That's it's, all they built <laughs> Yeah, that's what they specialize <laughs> in. <said. laughs> but it's pretty much I think they're just a dot net shop now and they just but they bought a lot of companies. And I think they, okay. I don't know if they that they built this move it platform or if they bought it. Um but they, but they just buy. They buy a lot of enterprise software companies, and then so was the breach. We
1: sell them. Was the breach on them, or was it like a zero day exploit well, that then they could? I,
0: well, they're getting sued now. I checked it out before the show because I wanted to kind of see if any there were many more updates. And so they're getting sued, and the the suit is saying that Progress failed to have the proper security procedures in place. They forgot that they they did not do proper training, so basically, could come down to human error. and what and why this? Uh, Ooh somebody gave their password to something or their keys or to someone that they shouldn't have. And uh, maybe that was, was the source of the breach, but they're getting sued now. Um, and, but it was, it was kind of interesting. So it was that, and also think about the AWS and the AWS out, downtime was interesting too. The one thing How I thought much was went down two, there. Cause
1: it was just the, I, I know like when they get whole regions, everything
0: down. like the main console, the Amazon console was down. So if you went to the, oh, the Amazon developer console no and good. you had us East one selected, you couldn't get to it. So like the whole console down, even the status page was down. That's what people were kind of thought this was kind of funny too. In fact that status. the Amazon status page, status
1: page status page
0: that shows like how how the the, the uptime of their services, see what so what services are having some issues. That was also down. You couldn't access that. But the one thing I thought was interesting is I was also doing a lot of studying about the serverless technologies that or platforms that Amazon has. This, the downtime was primarily related to the services, serverless platform. So usually when these downtimes happen, it's really like about Lambda like EC. Yeah, it was Lambda. Wow, so it was, okay. it, was their, it was their Lambda service. I also, think it was probably their, like we talked about Fargate, like their, oh, uh, their, yeah. their, their, their serverless container service yeah. that they have. That was also, that was a big, that was majorly impacted. So it was interesting too, to see that this downtime was primarily related to their own serverless platform. Uh, systems software platforms that they have because that went and down that took
1: their own dashboards down
0: yes and and also it's interesting too that amazon's trying to push everybody into these serverless platforms right uh, and right. i yeah because definitely you could spread out you know you're not tying your application to let's say one ec2 or one group of you know vms and then having to worry about uh, distributing those for for liability and just scaling that out but to, to, but to use their Lambda functions, to use their serverless database platforms, that'll give you the scalability. It'll scale up, scale down, and also distribute the, the, the load automatically so you don't really have to worry about that. But it's interesting too and that you don't if have to
1: worry about moving your application to another provider because you can't. Yeah, that's true. So there's that you're,
0: you're going to lock your, yourself into it. Yeah, that that's, that is the downside of also with the serverless that you are locking yourself into. For the most you,
1: part, I mean, like I guess conceptually you could figure out how to maybe deploy it on another serverless infrastructure, but at that mm-hmm. point, I feel like the infrastructure configuration is so heavy, yeah. like that's its own thing, right? Like, oh, okay, yeah. just take this this disparate array of node scripts that together makes my application and then figure out how to host it someplace other than aws that's a that's a whole nother project at least i my understanding mm-hmm. so it's
0: interesting all the like the, some of the big companies like uh that that went down all these the websites that were based out of us east one because there is a there is also a, a way around this if your application design being a multi-region application because that US one
1: is hard it, well,
0: us east one is is one big it's the biggest region that yeah they have, that yeah, was yeah. the first region uh, but then the serverless platform is basically is a region-based platform so you can definitely make your application so it, it spans across regions so if you have like us west one right and you have a us east one those are two totally separate regions and then you just have to design your application such that it can scale between just, the two but then there's just an extra do, cost just in, do that time.
1: but like that's 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 really hard like availability zones in aws regions you can spread your application across availability zones.
0: Yeah, that's, that's easy to do. But
1: yeah. spreading it across regions yeah. is difficult because yeah. m- much of the infrastructure as a service, which is what Amazon's selling you, right, works on a region-by-region region basis. Mm-hmm. So you're going to say, oh, I have a load balancer to spread it across all of my EC2 instances that may be in multiple availability zones. If I'm not mistaken, the load balancer may be able to do that, but you won't be able to have a load balancer in front of multiple regions that you'd have to do at a dns level and say that we're going to somehow use route 53 to mm-hmm. to maybe ch- you get route 53 can do health checks and do all that mm-hmm. kind of fun stuff so yep. but then if yep. you're saying i'm going to bifurcate my traffic and throw some of it to this cluster of machines over there well how do you keep your data in sync
0: yeah so they do have cross-region data syncing that is but it is like an extra step that you have to do also too, how and that's
1: hard and it's slow yeah. Right, like you talk about eventual eventual consistency. I mean, it's one thing to have have some some you know replica sets that are living in the same in the same region, but when you're mm-hmm. crossing the country yeah. to sync your data, that is not a fast operation. So then, if you know you, you end up in these situations where hopefully you know if if I'm in one geographic location, I'm probably hitting the same region all the time unless that region goes down. But when that region goes down, what data was lost there? Where's you know, and and how, which, who's the, you know, who's the primary in those cases? And and then if you have to elect another primary in a different region, that seems like, that is maybe, ridiculously oh, complex.
0: You know, we talked about data lakes, maybe everybody should, should just, just dump in their data. Just throw it in data lakes. Just throw in in S3, just put it in S3. You could turn yeah. on cross-region replication on S3. <laughs> There's a cost associated with it, but it's just a flip of a switch. You could do it. And, and this, boom, folks, is what it's
1: like talking to Mark Koberlein <laughs> your aws solutions architect he's like well you just throw it in s3 and turn on cross-region synchronization and you'll be fine yeah you don't need a database you just need to pull <laughs> files down from s3 and then you know parse them that's all you need to do uh, simple yeah. simple no
0: i i totally agree it is it is difficult and that is something that i actually do not because I agree, like if you're going to be designing your application within one region across multiple availability zones, they have the, the tools in place to d- design your application and such that can make it reliable across multiple availability zones and have it distributed with like a load balancer. And so it, 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 everything's kind of is there. But once you cross multiple regions, there's definitely a lot more to consider.
1: Especially yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah yeah
0: yeah uh well tim i'm not i'm not certified yet. not certified so, yet so, yeah, so how I'm close not, how close I, are I, we I should, you that should be a disclaimer of the show mark not certified, not certified yet, yet so there, yeah you
1: go. so how, how <laughs> close are you though like uh what's what's I'm, this, I'm proc, this process, take process take take the, feeling
0: i'm scheduled the they the, well to take the the, the, well, the solutions architect exam on next thursday i'm going to take that next thursday and then hopefully by the end of july to take the the final the developer exam and then i'll be done i'm not going to do any more than that and then but I'm going to start to once I get that next certification, like because based on the the job ads that I'm seeing for that require that one certification, then I'll probably start sending out applications at that
1: point. Gotcha. And what's the testing like? Because I remember when I when I took mm. my test to become a Zen certified engineer, which by the way I am. Not that it matters, <laughs> but I am. And here's the thing: for me, I see what is it still a valid? Did it expire? I don't. It should have. <laughs> like let me, let me let me tell you. <laughs> I don't know if it did. Is, is, didn't a Zen change to something else? Oh, Zen's been bought and sold yeah, multiple so. times. I don't even... You have to, you have not, to retake I'm that, even, too. I'm not even sure. No, I, I think I was a Zen-certified engineer for <laughs> PHP 5, I think, um, back in the day when PHP 5 was the new thing. Um, and then I think there was a Zen-certified engineer that didn't have a language version associated with it that I did not take. Mm. I don't even know if they, they have it anymore. Here's why I took it. I took it because I am a self-taught developer, and I might, I wanted something to, for myself to say, look, you do know what you're doing because you could pass this certification. You studied it, you have an understanding and you went and a third party said, yep, we're going to, we're going to say, you know, enough to get this certification. Is it meaningful? And should you look to that just for hiring somebody? Yes. Probably not. But I can see it's, it's probably similar in your situation. It's like, well, you're going to say you're an AWS solution. You, you want to work with AWS. Well, do you know AWS? Well, you know that you know AWS if you at least were certified. So I can understand the value there.
0: Also coming from my time in academia, trying to get back into the industry. Yeah. just it'll, It's a nice,
1: nice added... Right, because I'm sure, I would hope... Thing I could have. May not be true. But like if it's a company that you probably want to work for, you could come through and say, yeah, I'm not actually an AWS solutions engineer. I'm not certified. If you want me to take the certification, I will. But here, let me show you what I've been doing for the past five years. And you can see... That I know, AWS, and sure. I'm, yeah. and and yeah. The, you know, if if you're, if it's a reasonable company that has a reasonable hiring process, they should be able to look at that and say, sure. Or maybe they don't because for them it's just, if you don't have the certification, that makes it easier for us just to discard a bunch of resumes, and we don't we care don't, that we, we may be missing out on somebody who's really good that is really not good at taking tests. Well, we don't live in reasonable times, Tim. That's why we can't have nice things, Mark. So going back to the
0: test, the test was actually interesting. I, did I don't know like
1: where the, the ability, where do you, what's the, cause we'll, no, they can do it from home. Now. Okay. Cause when I took the ZCE, I had to go to like a, is it Pearson mm-hmm. view or something like that?
0: Yeah. Yeah. They have those testing facilities. I, I had to go there,
1: yeah. but they still do room can still with can, nothing. You, Here's some of that. paper and pencil and mm-hmm. you can take notes, but just answer them on the computer, but you can take this at home.
0: Yeah. So the setup is, is that you have to, so you're you to sure. just
1: Googling the answers.
0: No. Well, okay. You had definitely, you had to have a camera because there's going to be somebody oh. to check in with. <laughs> it's interesting too. The, uh, the person I checked in with, uh, well, I did like a pre-checker. I had to record myself. Okay. A short okay. Little just to introduce myself. And then I posted that and then I had to wait for my line in the queue. And then somebody, you know, came on. I didn't see them, but I could hear them. I also had a little text chat there, but they were like telling me they're saying, okay. And it was, just, they were telling me to take my video camera and move it all around the room. Oh, they want to see it. that
1: you don't have any other computers or anything.
0: Or nobody else is in the room with you. Because that's also really, oh, you have to be all, oh, totally alone. Yeah,
1: You have to be in your room
0: in, your, in a room, preferably with the door closed. Nobody else can be with you in the room at all. Uh, nothing else can be going on. Uh, yes, your, your phone has to be away from you. So you have to show with the camera where the phone is located on like in, in the, other, the other part of the room. Uh, you can't wear a watch. I had my Fitbit on. And they told me to take my Fitbit off.
1: <laughs> okay, so you move the camera all the way in the room. Yeah, And then what they, are they watching you to be like, let's see, he's not moving out of the view of the camera now? Is that, is that what's going on? Cause like, how do they know after you're like, look, there's nothing in the room that you didn't well, be- just pull well, something else. Even,
0: well, the one thing also that I also like to do before I do check in with their app yeah. uh, on my phone, I take a four pictures of all the angles around my room. So basically do like a, so when you know, they so rob you, have they different know where the valuable stuff is. <laughs> so fortunately I do have a nice room set up here in my basement. We have a spare bedroom that's down the basement. Wait, you're in the nice basement? And-
1: and with that is? view, sorry for those of you listen to the podcast. Behind Mark is this wonderful skyscape city sky. I'm, virtual, Tim, of, I'm I, virtual, I think, I I think it's New York City, which apparently he has from his basement. Which is I'm not sure how that worked, but okay. It's
0: it's, it's Tokyo, Tim. <laughs> that' what it is.
1: Oh, it's Tokyo. I'm international. I'm virtual. Oh, that's right. Virtual that's right. international. That's, that's right. You are a uh, you are a you you authorized tour guide. Why aren't you certified in, in tours of Japan? That's where you should be certified. Anyway, oh, uh, that would be a good a good retirement job. There you go. That'd be interesting. There you go. All right. So yeah, you so took pictures of your room. So the room. process, I, took, I had to take pictures
0: around the room, and then when the person I was checking in with, they would use those pictures along with the the video that I had to like. I had to take my webcam. I had wow. to move it in different pers. I had to show my webcam behind my computer, and so it was like I had to move it in all these different directions for the, to verify that I was alone. There's nothing. There's no technology around me. The other thing too that their software—they had this this uh, person, Pearson View software that oh it's still Pearson and View check, yes oh and wow it'll, okay it'll, it'll, it'll check all the running processes in your computer. So if I'm running oh I can't run man
1: how are developers I, even letting can't you install that? like I I can't run WSL
0: no but i can just i can just turn off the processes cuz what'll happen is the software will check to see the running processes in your computer and you just have to go into the system manager just you know terminate those processes so not only that but, but I, they've
1: they've now stole all of your computer stuff with their spyware it's possible, they know they know the a, layout of it's your house on a and they've, it's and they've yeah. slurped up all your bank accounts with their spyware yeah. but go on yeah
0: yeah so i had to terminate all these problems like dropbox which i thought was interesting i had to terminate that process Definitely WSL can't have any VMs running, in like VMware or any other wow. virtual processes. And, you and can you only take those.
1: this on Windows then? Like the, the- Yes,
0: that's also the requirement, okay. too. It has to be on Windows. Because yeah. that's it. I was considering oh,
1: yeah. I got going asked, back to Linux. After all pop- this... <laughs> can you still just go to a testing facility and take the yes, test there? Right. Yeah. Because that feels yeah. like it's less invasive <laughs> and just be like, Hey, it's going to take me three hours to give them all the pictures and, and then yeah. give them a tour of my room. Or I could just drive an hour, take a test and come back. It's basically the same thing.
0: You could definitely do that, but it was pretty convenient. Once I did all that, did all the setup there, it was actually pretty convenient to be in my room for Like what an hour, hour and a half. And didn't yeah. have to worry about being someplace else. When I was that's done, true. I just went upstairs, grabbed some coffee. That's it was true. it was super super convenient. Even though the setup of it, you just had to be prepared that it is pr- pretty much a process. So that's
1: something else, yeah.
0: Um, so that's yeah, that's what I did last time. So I'll probably have to go through that process again. But now I know that's the other reason why I wanted to take that that first that base level foundational test. Even though I probably could have just skipped it, I want to kind of see what the process was like right. taking the exam. Right? Because I in I haven't really <laughs> taken. Apparently, I, you know, I do. <laughs> And I haven't really taken exams since I was in college. So even when I did my grad, my grad work, it was all project-based. So I, you know, taking tests and exams, that was something actually, and I don't give too many exams in my teach. Uh, I was gonna say, I, f- teach. I
1: feel like even if the summer of Mark doesn't result, result in you having a new AWS solutions job, um, You've got some inspiration really for what you can do to your students now. You can be like, <laughs> you you want to take this virtual exam? Let's send me four pictures of your office, and then let's get that <laughs> webcam run. Take that watch off right now.
0: I know they they try to push us in. Yeah, my college they 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 stopped this because of COVID because everybody went online at right, that point. Right, right. But before COVID, if you wanted to teach an online course, they were definitely pushing you to use these like facial identification services that were there hooked into to blackboard i never did it i never because i never didn't really like it i didn't you know forcing so somebody to do that
1: so the user would be verifying it's actually them taking the test and not somebody yeah. else taking the test
0: we did have an issue there was there was a big thing where i think somebody in i can't remember the exact country but some place in like the iran iraq or something i don't know there was a student who was paying somebody, somebody else, else to take their, do their work. in the Middle East to take their, their exams for them, and that actually got found out, and that was actually a, a big thing. And after that, then they were really trying to push everybody to make sure that the students verify themselves for online uh, courses, especially if we're going to be doing like, an exam.
1: Did yeah. they send him the degree, though? I mean, that, <laughs> just, seems, that just seems fair. <laughs>
0: yeah, Some hard. guy
1: in Iran that's like, and yes, I have this associate's degree from Northampton Community <laughs> <laughs> College. And oh, how much time do we have left here? Oh, we don't got much. We've, oh, got, we've, one we've thing, got eight one minutes. One more. I'm going to forget about this too, Tim. Okay.
0: Because I know you've been out of the news loop. I've been so out I've of been, the news loop, apparently. I'm trying to bring up all these things you yeah. haven't heard about. Where do you host your domains,
1: Tim? Where do I host my domains? Yes. That's, not, do something I'm gonna say. Domains? That's not something I'm going to say publicly. Oh, because for, for your domain. Okay. You kidding me? Well, no. I will, well, I'll tell everybody now. No, I, 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 I used to host them at Google Domains. Oh, Google Domains. Now. Oh, did they kill that? They did kill that, didn't they? They, remember Google Reader? They Google they just love... creates things to take them away from us. I know. Right. Google domains
0: was one of my favorite Google products.
1: I never even because, used it
0: because I've always, I've always been a, a big passionate yeah. domain collector. Yeah.
1: I mean, same, same. And I mean, I, I, I have mine at a variety of places. I used to yes. use Namecheap a lot, but then yeah, I think from now before, yeah. I, I just use route 53. Cause it's like, so, if there's one place I don't think is going to go away, it's probably not Route 53. Yes, Route 53. That's <laughs> what I'm doing. Yeah. Uh,
0: but yeah, I did the same thing as you. I would have my domains in a bunch of different places. I did, back in the day, then, uh, well, that's all of my domains into GoDaddy. Oh, wait.
1: Oh, I have an idea for a domain right now, Mark. You ready for this? <laughs> so meta. You're going to love it. <laughs> Domainofthemonthclub.com, where every month you, you send go. somebody a new domain that is tailored to them and then they can collect the domain and maybe build something with it. And we'll charge like $100 for, for oh, the domain. Oh, well, well, I will will charge No, it's going to be a monthly subscription thing, right? So uh, so like what's the domain cost anymore? Like $10, depends. Yeah, sometimes you can get the premium no, domains, well, right? Yeah, if you eh, if get a little cheap. Right, right. But if we get, if we if we were like with OpenSRS, we can we can get our reseller's license there, right? If you ever did two cows and open SRS back in the day, no, I've not
0: done that. No, oh, And I know what two cows is yeah. and I know what you mean, but I don't Yeah. Know.
1: Back in the day. Do that. Um, so then we could, uh, you know, so $120 a minute. So maybe, maybe, maybe like 200 bucks, 200 bucks for a year subscription domain of the month club. And then we come up with unique domains, interesting domains. And uh, it's, I can see like this for the entrepreneur in your life that isn't doing enough and needs a new idea every month, um, right?
0: They just need you just, one you more just give, domain give them a domain idea that they'll never work and on. Then it's like, oh, that's yeah. a great,
1: I, you know what, yeah. I could build a, and then uh, a partnership, like like we can give a, a a discount for a pro subscription to ChatGPT, because apparently that's all you really need to run your own business now, is you just tell ChatGPT to tell oh, it could, what to do. We
0: could, we could dial into the API ChatGPT to basically yeah. generate these domain names too. Do that
1: to, our, let me go buy this domain right now domain of the month club it's taken are you
0: serious so getting back to like i said i had all my domain names on godaddy but one thing i hate about godaddy on GoDaddy, GoDaddy. yes well i I'm, did it because the price at the time oh. it was this was also good this is like close to 15 16 18 years ago a long time ago and i did this move to kind of get everything together in in one domain host it's probably because for the cost because of the time like godaddy was actually pretty good and but at the same time, because I, I had a, probably if I looked at all my domains I had and, and where I was hosting them, my domain had, GoDaddy had most of the domains that I had, so I just pulled them all into I one. I just put them there, yeah, yeah. But the one thing that you hate about GoDaddy, they try to upsell you on everything.
1: <laughs> a little bit. And you try A my domain bit. name. I'm
0: going to tell you in hosting, some advertising, personal webpage, email address, everything, right? So they try to upsell you the whole time. I hated that. Once I then I discovered Google Domains, because one thing I loved about Google Domains, they don't upsell you they like if you buy domains do a good uh domain name search you buy it from them or rent it from them in a sense you are they don't try to sell you anything else it was had privacy already included into it which goday was trying to do an extra five dollars a year charge on that to hide your
1: your address uh, just, information just to put it behind a po box or something yeah
0: but yeah but uh but GoDaddy or um, uh, google domains did that for free and so it was just a very, and also the interface was super clean and super elegant. I love nice, clean design, clean interfaces. I thought Google Domains was actually one of their best design products that they had. And a couple weeks ago, they killed it. And they killed it. They sold it to Squarespace. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Which, by the way, the I just want to mention, place this I podcast host like is not brought to you by Squarespace. <laughs> It
0: probably will never be, sponsored never by going to. Yeah. This,
1: <laughs> no way Squarespace looks at this podcast and the demographic that we may or may not have because Mark will not look at those stats and says that those are people that we can sell the idea of creating a website to. Um, no, no, don't think so.
0: So they sold it to Squarespace. I guess the transition is going to happen over the next year. So they they sold it, but they're still going to, you can still have your domains on. But what are people talking about online now? We're going to be sending your domains to. So.
1: But they're not going to keep them at squarespace.com where you can make a website with. Uh, I mean, I've heard so oh many ads. God. I should just of be able all to regurgitate. The places
0: they could have sold that to. Like, seriously, if they would have, like, yeah, name cheap would have bought it. I would have yeah, been fine yeah, with that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's like. I've been so fine with that. But all right, cool. What was. Can we think of a worse place to sell it? Back to GoDaddy. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been, been amazing. <laughs>
0: I spent all this money to transfer my domains <laughs> over, and then eventually I just went back to there.
1: It's like I know, so I'm Daddy, <laughs> oh, that would have been great. That would have been great." All right. Well, so yeah, no, I, I've never used. I don't think I've used Google domains.
0: So what I'm going to be doing over the next year is after I see uh, each one of my domain names come up for debris renewal, you're
1: just going to renew them. Someplace renew. Else. I'm just you know, just know just you can do that early, money. right? You could just renew them now you for the cost. I
0: don't want to. I could, it probably would be like what three? I have like. I don't even want to think about the, yeah, like, the money. I'm also, what I'm going to do next year, do, like, do I really, need, really to, need to have, to have these domain, domain names? Yeah. I might be canceling them, probably half of them, so I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. But
1: no, I mean, you don't lose any money, though, because you just re-register, and it'll push the registration out of here, right?
0: That's correct. Like, You don't lose the time. Right, so you just, 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 just register. If I was going to do it in one big mass migration of all these, it would just be the cost. I'm like, yeah, I'm you don't to want to hit that. Yeah,
1: you want to spread the cost. Plus, Here's what Mark's saying, folks. You want to spread the cost of your the domain have advisor that I am over uh, non-certified, but still uh, you want to spread that over a year. And that is why you too should join the domain of the month club.com. So uh, I think
0: that yeah. should have been the title for show. It's the show not certified Not
1: certified. Well, it could be the title yeah. of the next show because this is laser <laughs> dependencies um and that's just because i was talking about the laser cutter two three weeks ago whenever we talked last and you were talking about dependencies and we thought we'd consider that conversation but we didn't so here's the title for next week's show should be um uh not certified in this domain what do you think there not you certified in this domain well but maybe you will be when do you when, we'll you, take it, we'll when you take the
0: test we'll it's scheduled to be thursday, thursday.
1: so oh boy well. oh boy so that means next dev friday show Mark is either going to be very elated, or not very elated. I feel like it's one of those, yeah, one we'll of those see. two. Well, I was just—I was—I think I was listening to the last part of our show as I mixed it, which isn't online yet, but it will be soon. And it's talking about how I have this absurd desire to make things with my laser and sell them, even though I will never make any money doing that. I don't think. But uh, and that's what we're going to talk about. This. Week, could guess in dependencies, but we didn't. So next week, next week, we'll talk about all the domains that we are not certified in. Anything else that I guess I should pay attention to the news.
0: We could do that. We could go through our domains. We're just thinking about, do we really need to have, we could play the domain name again. I think we did this at one point. We could say, do we, we really need to have this we domain We could play
1: the domain name game. I, I have <laughs> so few anymore. I used to have s- such a collection. And it's all the things that you're like, oh yeah, I'm totally gonna build this this idea. I'm gonna totally yeah. build this project. Yeah. People are gonna love it, man. I'm gonna build, what is it? I had bytecost.com, byte, B-Y-T-E, cost.com, where I was going to show you how to buy the cheapest hard drives, because we would just figure out, like- Per byte. Per byte, like what it costs. There you go. You could do like, yeah, hey, I want it to be 7,200, all right, this, it. that, it'll be bytecost.com. It was gonna, what was that big site back in the day where we found hardware? Lufa me. Lufa me? That was, <laughs> that was my domain name. <laughs> Lufa. Next week, we will find out what lufa.me was.